Welcome to Rambling Ambos, a paramedical podcast. The views of the panellists are their own and do not reflect any organisation or service they may be associated with. Coming up, Jen and Lee are battling it out to see who's the best at their medical terminology knowledge. In the debrief, we're discussing when it's best to load and go or stay and play with critically ill patients. And if you could invent one piece of equipment to aid your practice, what would it be? Later in the clinical corner, Lee runs through a case conundrum that has us all scratching our heads. And to make sure you don't miss out on any future episodes, hit subscribe on your favourite streaming platform. But all this and much more is coming up now on Rambling Ambos. Well, a big hello to you wherever you are. My name is Carl. This is our seventh instalment of Us Rambling, and it's great to have you with us today because the voices you know and love are back. Genevieve. Hello, hello. Is it French, your name? It is, actually. How do you pronounce it? Like, give it a good... uh... Genevieve. Oh, Ooh. I was just thinking Genevieve, <laughs> but it's got that big twist on the end. Oh, it does. It's I like a that. Patricia. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, look, this other guy with us today was a special guest originally, then a fill-in, and now a permanent member of the team. Congratulations, Lee. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. Yeah. Thanks for uh, signing on the uh, dotted line. Yeah, pleasure. Uh, it's going to be a real coup for your career. Uh, uh, it's going <laughs> straight on my CV. The to- in bold. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, well, how's 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 it been for you guys last week? The week that was good. What's I'm actually on annual leave. Oh, really? Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. You're jealous. It's so nice. What have you done with it? Nothing. Uh, hopefully, you've <laughs> been isolating at home. <laughs> yeah. Isolate. Yeah. We I got away for a little sneaky weekend. Oh yeah. And um, just lots of beach time mm. and beach time. Yeah. Well, in winter. Yeah, but you know. It's still the weather has been so nice <laughs> that yeah. you can't help it. Surf's been gnarly. Hey. Yeah, you, that, that's said from someone who doesn't surf at all, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, gnarly, that's like maybe. when I say groovy. I, oh, how hey, groovy! A boogie board. Yeah, <laughs> come on. All right, guys, how's Victoria at the moment? Mm. What was it like? Four hundred eighty plus overnight. Yes. Mm. Well. Actually, you know what? We're saying this now, but I don't think this episode's going to go till air. We're recording now in like mid to late or uh, July. Mm. This episode probably won't get out there until early August. So, so um, we'll see what happens. So, guys, why don't we try and predict what's going to be happening when people are listening? Oh. So, hang on. Let's just actually let's just start the show again, and then we'll go in about how how life is. Okay. Um, let's play the music. <laughs> Hello, hello. Is that your Welcome mask to Rambling Ambos. Yeah, I'm in a ventilated suit, guys. Oh, right. oh, okay. okay, we're all well, in I'm, I'm sheltering in the bathroom. Jen's in the kitchen, and you're in the well, living actually, room. No, hang on, you're skyping in. Oh, really. yeah, okay, skyping in. in. Yeah. Well, Sorry, I think guys. I think we'll ne- it's it's now August. You said early yeah. August. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're entirely oh, well. locked down. Yes, New South Wales is entirely locked oh, down. Bloody bloody WA, just living the dream over there. Oh, completely yeah. borders and closed. Queensland's trying their best to block off the yeah. borders. And Tasmania has decided it's no longer part of Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And same ACT actually. Yeah. ACT has declared, officially put up declared their own autonomy. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Their own country or now. We could have all had vaccinations and life's just back to normal. Two okay. weeks, I think that's a bit bold. <laughs> a bit <but>. steep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, fair enough. All right, well, guys, uh, great to see you both again. And um, I've got a little game uh, lined up for you both. Uh, I love exciting. games. I didn't tell you this before. Um, Right now, uh, we, we it's a slight change to the schedule, but it's something that you guys should be pretty good with. Oh, okay, okay. There we go. but it will also war? test because your knowledge. Are we are we versing each other? Is this uh, just yes, a- somewhat oh, you are. Okay, okay so um, it's time to play 
What is this medical jargon? Oh, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> All right, guys. I like to think this game is both fun and informative. The like best cool. type of games, right? Yay. It's the best type exactly. of game. So basically this game's more designed for people who aren't in the medical industry that are listening in, primarily my mum, yeah. um, who don't really understand all the really detailed medical der- terminology, dermatology, that we use on this show because it is quite a very um, educational-based show. It is. And We're we get very so deep into our words. <laughs> Just speaking of that, can, the, can people claim CPD? Absolutely, oh, absolutely, and especially hey. on this game, I think they could even claim it twice. Okay, good, uh, <laughs> because of how good the content is. Definitely. <laughs> okay, well, look. So, the way this game is: two rounds. First round, I've got ten words here. You guys need to chime in and uh, say your buzzer, and then answer can we, the word. Can we do our same animal buzzers as last time? Absolutely, but no chiming in before. I've read the question, okay? Oh, yeah. oh geez. Such a bull- not, What was no, yours? What was it. your I'm buzzer? Me. Me. <laughs> if it happens, you're disqualified. And I was quack. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Sorted. Okay, so that's round one. I've got 10 words, you guys. Mm-hmm. Th- these 10 words are the ones that you should be using in your everyday practice, okay? They're very common ones and it's the same for you at home. If you're not using these words in your everyday practice, <laughs> then you need to start listening <laughs> more. Regardless of whether you're medical this. or not. Yes. <laughs> Um, I also think it's going to make those, you know, those losers that, you know, when they um, sneeze, they're saying, or yeah, when they're, when oh, they're chewing, they're like, oh, sneeze. I'm masticating. Oh, <laughs> you know, those, those losers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was me when I was a kid. Anyway. Well, yeah. oh. All right. So round two, we'd like to get thing, things get a little bit more tricky. Okay. So they're words that hopefully you won't know and yeah. um, you're going to have to pick either option A or B. Mm. Okay. Right. Search for the Latin or origin. It, all right. Well, are you ready? <laughs> yes. Okay, guys, it's Moon. time to yep. play. What is this medical jargon? Okay. Question one. Febrile. Quack. Oh, Lee. Oh. oh, when your temperature is hot. Hot. <laughs> you were about to say when you're well hot. Well done. You're okay. Hot. Temperature. More accurate, please. What? What's oh, the above 37.5 degrees Correct. Celsius. Number two. Your hypertension. Um, moo? Yes. Yeah. Um, high blood pressure. Oh, correct. Number three, sepsis. Quack. <laughs> Lee? Uh, it's a systemic infection. Mm, yeah, a little bit more, please. Uh, Categorised by low blood pressure, high heart okay. rate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to like, make mm, you squirm exactly. a bit there. <laughs> uh, for tachypanique. Oh, qu- uh, moo. Quack. I always Moo. A fast respiratory rate. Oh, correct. At number five, dysuria. Quack. Yes. Ooh. Dysuria is when you are having trouble weeing. Correct. Yes. Mm. I had to think about that one for a second. Didn't you? <laughs> Your face I didn't want to look like quack. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, hematemesis. Oh, moo. Oh. Um, vomiting blood. Correct. Number mm. seven, hypovolemia. Quack. Yes. Uh, loss of vo- blood volume. Correct. We're really tagged here. Number eight, yeah. pyrexia. Oh, shit. <laughs> quack. Yes. <laughs> Uh, very, very hot. So yes. like above 39.5. Oh, I don't know. But yes, hot yeah. temperature. Yeah, it's like febrile, <laughs> then pyrexia. Yeah, it's the oh. same as febrile, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's, well, it's not. It's, it's higher. It's like the higher end of febrile. Is that why paracetamol is like an... Antipyretic. Yeah. yeah. Number nine, mm. bradycardic. Moo. A slow heart rate. Oh, correct. Less than... 40, 50, or 60, depending on which... <laughs> Age group you are. <laughs> 40, 50, or 60. Okay, yep, no, no, we'll take that. And number 10, hello, Mamoli. <laughs> uh, Lee? Quack? Hello, Mamoli. Hello, Mamoli. Uh, 
I think it's got something to do with mm, dry. Incorrect. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello, so, Molly. So come on, guys. These are ones that you should be using on yeah. a daily basis. Yeah. Jen. Yeah. Jen. He- no uh, luck. Uh, mm. Oh, guys. Um, it's soft foot calluses. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Soft. I did say dryness. Well, no. Well, that yeah, but soft is a little same. bit more moist. But they're still a cast. Don't say that word. <laughs> moist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. So you, these are words that you should be using every day. I mean, yeah. If you're handing over your patients, the podiatrist. Where does that? In where does that fit in? No. In uh, Isbar or I missed. Absolutely. Uh, it's about a holistic care okay. approach for our patients, Lee. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. just maybe because they have background? chest pain. Okay, yeah. You know yeah, they've got a background other. of hypertension, diabetes and hello mamoli. Hello mamoli. Just because they have chest pain doesn't mean their soft foot calluses don't need to be treated either. Okay? <laughs> All right. Now, round two. These are when things step up a bit. And uh, a warning, there is a very high chance that I might mispronounce uh, these words that I'm about to give to you. If you're listening at home and you, you hear me mispronounce it, please don't write in and tell me. <laughs> I, really, oh, I really don't want to know. Don't be that, don't okay? be that guy. I've already putting out the warning. But, um, yeah, and don't comment on the Facebook page either because that's just going to make us <laughs> look quite silly. It's embarrassing. Back yourself, Carl. You got this. Uh, well, <laughs> okay. Okay, so question one. Jen, this is for you. Oh, okay, yep. Apathus stomatitis. Oh, hang on. Apathus <laughs> stomatitis. Is it inflammation of the submucosa of the stomach or mouth ulcers? Say it one more time. Apathus stomatitis. <laughs> it's this second one. <laughs> stomatitis. I'm going to go with the mouth ulcers. Correct. Yes. Well done. God, she's good. Yeah, good I tried one. to trick mm. you there with the stomach thing. Yeah, clever. Yeah. But mm. I don't think medically we call it. Do we a call stomach? a stomach a stomach? Yeah, we call it a tummy. Oh, <laughs> a tummy. There we go, Lee. A tummy just, pain. That is. Oh. <laughs> I expected a little bit more from you, to be honest. <laughs> right. Anyway, this one's for you. Okay, shoot. Number two. Synchronous diaphragmatic flutter. <laughs> is it a hiccup? Or the physiological reaction when people are scared and can't breathe. Oh. As in from a height. You know, when they're I up high, they're looking down and like... Mm. <laughs> yeah, diaphragmatic flutter. Or mm. is it a hiccup? I, I, I just go... Five seconds. Okay, hiccup. Oh, correct. Well oh. done. Yes. Well done. Well done. One apiece, guys. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number three. Jen, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Formication. Now, not to be confused with fornication. <laughs> I was like, what well, does that mean, Carl? <laughs> well, I had to Google it. It's not just a Chili Peppers album. It is apparently having a sexual relation with oh. someone before you're married. Very naughty but indeed. If, oh. So it's only before you're married. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, if you fornicate. Yeah. I thought fornicating was like a, u- a word used <laughs> mainly for politicians who were doing naughty things. Oh. oh As yeah. in, like, well, that's when what? they're caught. Yeah, you're looking at me funny. Well, they, no, no, they, do, they do often <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's anyway, move on. Right, okay. um, is it formication? Is it a fungal irritation found in the armpits Yuck. or the sensation of teeny bugs crawling all over you? Yuck. Oh, it's like fear factor. I'm going to mm. go fungus. Bum, bum. Oh, no. Yeah, it's the sensation of teeny bugs crawling mm. all over you. Did you it's know like that? Your, no. It's okay. like your, well, yes. <laughs> it's like your ice users. Oh, say. yes, yes. They yeah. often... Uh, they often formicate. For, yes, <laughs> they do. Fornicate and formicate. It's very nice. No, isn't it? <laughs> All right. Number four, Lee. This okay. one's for you. All right. The question... The word is 
Bull Burgundy. <laughs> Ron Burgundy? <laughs> Is it a rumbling tummy or a therapeutic origami technique used in traditional Japanese medicine? Say it again. <laughs> Borg. Bora Bora Gooby. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm just going to go with the more medical aligned well, on. one. Bora Bora Gooby. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> well, no, because that would give it away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fine. I'm going to go with A, um, whatever the A was. The rumbling tummy. Mm. Correct. Yes. Oh, oh, I thought you. that would really throw you with the. It did. Gimme it was a 50 50 end, yes. Origami Bora Bogami. <laughs> no. Oh. Anyway. No. All right. Well, look, guys, um, this pay, uh, I think. From my uh, notes here, you're, you're both one apiece. Uh, equal. So we'll go to the tiebreaker here. I'll take that. I don't know if that's correct, but I'll take it. <laughs> we'll do a right. count back later. <laughs> well, hang on. No, 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 no. Actually, this could be... Um, it was worth five points, this one. Yes. Let's yes. say that. In yeah. 100% it is. Yeah. Uh, number five. <laughs> now, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You guys are going to have to guess. Oh, so not okay, even I'm going to give you some clues. Okay? okay. So the word is... Mu- Muske... <laughs> Mucase <laughs> volantantes. <laughs> Mucase volantantes. Yeah. Musque volantes. Volantantes. Like it, it sounds like an Italian dish, doesn't yes. it? So, okay. Thoughts. Are we getting an A and B or no? No, no. Okay. Thoughts. Well, what is it? Musque. Musque volantantes. Well, is it uh, something muscarinic? Like, is it like oh. a muscle? All right. My first thought We're was like clear a one, then. mucosal oh, membrane yeah. related. Well, that's because Carl kept mispronouncing. Like he was like musca and muca mucus. <laughs> hey guys, yeah. First clue: You see me most when you're sunbaking. Oh. Mm, sunburn, but I don't. I don't know. Mm. Next, I'm often known as a floater. Ooh. <laughs> a floater. Hmm. And you see me most when you're sunbaking. Mm, when you're lying Is down, a... you have your eyes closed. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh move. Oh. Quack. <laughs> Jen. <laughs> is, it the, is it like the sunburn spots when your eyes are closed and you get the white spots in your eyelid? I think it's more like the thing that floats down your eyes. Correctly, that is <laughs> correct. It's the little protein, which is called astigmatism. Uh, no, it's not anything to do with that. I don't okay, think. Cool. Well, it could well be, it's, but it's clearly not called in my notes. Muskies. Yes, it's, it's the when yeah, you close yeah. your eyes and you see those little floaters um, around your eyes. Floaters yeah, like, around your eyes. They're like the little things, and they just keep moving around. Yeah, and they're white. Yeah, well, well, when yeah, you close but, your eyes. But well, how do you know if yours are white? Mine might be blue. You don't. Mine know. Are actually is like transparent. How do yeah, we all tra- know? Mine are transparent, yeah. The, but anyway, the guys, green that you see Jen, is the green that I see. Unfortunately, so. you've lost this <gasps> time. Okay, oh. right, so uh, Lee, congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank and you. Uh, guys, that is my what is that medical jargon? All right, well, guys, change of pace. Now, uh, more and more ambulance services around the world are better equipped with life-saving interventions, medications, and resources. Do you believe the concept of stay and play or load and go will change over time to the point where we see perhaps a lot more roadside interventions take place rather than chucking the patient onto the stretcher? Lee? I think that we've already seen that um, that change happen you know, within, within pre-hospital care. Mm. We're seeing a lot more stay and play with the, intervention, with the implementation of a medical team. Mm. You know, we've got... Like think back in you know decades and decades ago, really was just a matter of load them up, yeah, faster hospital, yeah. get them there. And I think there's still a place for that, 
in particular, you know, your non-compressible torso hemorrhage or <clears throat> whenever the patient needs um, like surgical intervention. Yeah. But we definitely have the ability these days with um, the implementation of critical care paramedics and doctors roadside mm. who can come and perform some of those big surgical procedures, mm. life-saving procedures bringing the essentially bringing the intensive care bed to the roadside do you think it all depends on where location 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 yeah as in if yeah. you're close to the trauma hospital mm. like at what point do you decide oh you know what this medical team's still about you know five minutes off yeah even five to ten minutes mm. off but i know if if this patient's already loaded five minutes will be at the uh, trauma center sometimes it can be a bit of a tricky situation as to whether Decision I rather. think you've got to kind of weigh up as well, in a way, how stable is your patient and what do you gain by like leaving immediately versus waiting? Mm. Um, because sometimes moving someone or doing that when they're not stable can be really detrimental for the patient. Yeah, but true. then again, when you're, yes, you've got um, an experienced doctor who can come and do procedures and experienced paramedics who can do procedures. Mm. But at the end of the day, you can go to hospital where you've got ultrasound, you've got theatre, you've got... Um, all of the x-rays and scans and everything that you need yeah. at your fingertips there where we may not necessarily have all of yeah. that. So I guess you've got to try to figure out what definitive treatment do they need. Mm. Oh, well, then how important is an ultrasound roadside, you know, um, if, I, if time isn't on your side? Well, I think, you for know, a major it trauma. depends on, I mean, in, in the answer to that question, I think, super important it's a really good diagnostic tool and mm. it's a really good tool to determine whether or not that intervention is going to be time critical yeah. or not right okay. so you know performing a fast scan or or um, checking for lung sliding and whether or not you need to put in a a, a dwell cath or a, or a finger thoracostomy those kind of things but you know as in regards to the broader question, I think depends who you ask. You probably will probably have some people, yeah. um, you know, disagree with this idea. But from my experience and from the research that's out there, actually, a medical team coming and stabilizing that patient roadside is a far quicker process than the uh, resus team in a resus room. Okay, mm. so you roll in the doors of the emergency department. And the patient's going to be scanned. They're going to have a primary survey done. They're going to be um, intubated. And then they'll go through to theatre. If you can do that roadside, which our medical teams are particularly good at, mm. you can reduce that time to intervention or surgical intervention at least by nearly half. Yeah, right. So it's less about okay. what intervention you can perform roadside. Like Jen said, if it's not... Yeah. Something that needs to be in a theatre immediately. If you can, if you can do a few of those things pre-hospitally, the research suggests that it's a quicker transition through to surgical mm. intervention mm. if it's done pre-hospitally. I heard a really interesting. Actually, this was a couple of years ago. I went to a um, like trauma day where they did a whole presentation, and they did an interesting thing where they did debates. So these were a couple of presenters who came up and sort of debated a certain topic, and fast scans were one of them, mm. talking about the um, appropriateness of fast scans in in your sort of initial assessment of a patient and this is more referring to emergency departments anyway but it was it was an interesting presentation in which they sort of argued that oh it's i i think i'm gonna get this wrong is that they can be there uh, this is the research terms i don't know mm. when they're right they're right mm. but if they're wrong you could have a fault you could have a false negative thank you that's yeah. it yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> i think and you so, need to brush up on your terminology uh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's interesting that you bring up fast scans now because I, it's an interesting thing where they sort of came to the conclusion that 
fast and fast scans can be helpful. However, they shouldn't really direct your treatment plan. Right. Okay. And so, what do you think of that? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a, a sonographer in any sense mm. of the word. But from the research that I've read and and the way that they're being implemented more and more in the pre-hospital environment, I've seen them only be a good adjunct. I haven't seen a fast scan delay transport to hospital. It's a quick yeah. process. Yeah, okay. And the, 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 the actual physical uh, instrument is very small these days. Like you can have a, a tablet size or, and there are some that are even on I've your phone. Yeah. You know, so like, and it can be done in, during transport as well. So I'd, I've not seen in a long time transport be delayed for a fast. Can you explain briefly what a fast scan is? So it's a it's an ultrasound of the abdomen to check for pooling blood. Okay. Yeah. yeah and you, right. can, you, know, you, can, you can ultrasound the chest, you can ultrasound the heart, you can ultrasound the, the abdomen, you can ultrasound anything. Yeah, right. But particularly there is a couple of, there's a couple of pockets that would, um, d- that would, um, it, in, what am I trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> You've just uh, <laughs> I've lost my words. That, it, that would indicate is the word yeah. I'm looking for. Um, pooling blood and an internal hemorrhage. Yeah. Okay. So and, mm. and you, know, you there are some things you can do about that, or you know one can do about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's tricky. I mean, for me, I've been in the job for three years, mm-hmm. and I think I've only ever seen one job where that fast scan was used. Mm. Uh, and it's just not something that I think we see less and less major trauma. Um, mm. especially in the city centres, rural, mm. I think, um, you know, those yeah. guys, you know, cop it pretty badly and, and they're often by themselves and need to wait for that medical team via a helicopter. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, Geographical location yeah. take, plays, a big, plays a big part in it. And, mm. yeah, you know, uh, the other thing is that we, we're only really getting medical teams for major trauma, aren't we? How, when yeah. was the last time that you heard a medical team get up for anything that wasn't traumatic? Well, what about some other conditions then, like sepsis? When How, how long should you stay in play in terms of, you know, getting cannula in, resuscitate? Well, I guess that doesn't take too long, mm. but, yeah. you know, is, Again, is it more that about... That's something that I would kind of like stabilise my patient. Before, well, depending on on how affected they are, like mm. if they're not mobilizing and they're not completely hypotensive, then mm. I would, um, you know, oh, sorry, if they are hypotensive and they're not yeah. mobilizing, then they're things that you need to, you know, yeah. do you need fluids or do you yeah. need oxygen or do you need whatever the go is? But yeah. then if they're walking, yes, they kind of meet your sepsis criteria, but they're walking and yeah. they're okay, then I walk into the And I car. think as long as you're making positive movement towards extrication then yeah. do what you can in that time like yeah. you're not you, you're just going to have concurrent activities going on and, yeah. and unless you're a single responder or you, you're working with someone who's completely unable to assist you yeah. um you know you should be able to have someone going and getting the stretcher or, mm. pre- or yeah. figuring out extrication while you throw a line and while you throw a bag of fluids up yep. while you administer a medication so and i think that with for example sepsis and stuff like very rarely do they come on smack bang out of the blue when they're absolutely time critical in in that sense in they terms of to the do time Nursing homes, I find. Yeah, but the difference of the difference of five to twenty minutes is not going to be the downfall of that patient. You'd hope, unless it's completely end stage, in which point you should be, yeah, as quickly as possible getting to hospital. Because is that five hundred mils of Hartman's going to correct this person? And that's and that's the interesting thing. You can stay on scene. You know, if you're fumbling your way through a cannula, you get these fluids up, and then all of a sudden, all right, lights and sirens to hospital. Yeah, Uh, you know, you've. Yes, you're going quickly to hospital, but you also just perhaps waste you know a lot of time. You know what the answer to that is? What? Just easy I.O. <laughs> oh, Bang well. it in. Look, good news in that Wouldn't aspect, Wouldn't it be I nice guess. if we <laughs> yeah. all had that? Yeah. Well, I guess it, it is coming out um, uh, for, for a lot of people. But, um, yeah, it's going to be 
quite an interesting yeah. addition. Mm. It will be. Mm. Yeah, but I think the in in the, in response to the the broader question, stay and play mm. if it's not a in t- time critical thing and you have the ability to do something about it. Um and make sure your intervention is worthwhile. Like, yep. you know, if if you if you haven't corrected a and B, don't yeah. throw in a line. And and also, what are you going to put put through that cannula? Is it something that's going to save a life? If mm. not, then perhaps do it in the car. Mm. That's something I think I've been trying to teach to my like trainee sometimes as well. It's kind of like think about what you're doing and the purpose behind it. Because mm. I know when I was a trainee, a lot of people said practice as many cannulas as you can, put as many in as you can yeah. because it's good practice. Mm. And although, yes that's helpful at the same time i think it's really important to think about what you're doing it why you're doing it and again what your kind of risk versus benefit is yeah, yeah. if it's time critical can you afford to try three times for a cannula mm, depending yeah. on what you need to do yeah. or mm. can you start going their blood pressure's okay and you don't need to give anything via the cannula yeah then then why waste another 10 well, minutes what about cardiac arrests um i heard someone mm. say recently that you shouldn't be moving within 20 minutes yeah, they said cardiac arrest is so. If, if you if you're unable to get a, a ROS, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that is really going to change with um, the introduction of automated devices, though. Yeah, because okay. you know, mm. uh, for me, it was always all right. We're going to stay and play with this cardiac arrest who's in asystole, or or yeah. you mm. know, because as soon as we try and extricate, the they're not getting good CPR yeah. and they're Compressions. not getting mm. what they need. But now we can move. Defin- like w- with um, with ease yeah. because that's going to continue during the extrication phase. And then you've got to start looking at, well, even if we don't get a positive outcome here in terms of ROSC, yeah. perhaps we can harvest some organs or, mm. you know, like there's other... Such a creepy word. It's such a creepy, but it's it? so but important. It it's yeah. so, so important. My last yeah. arrest actually was was that. Yeah. That oh, really? That. Yeah, yeah. He was sort of, because it was unfortunately a suicide attempt, but because it was within such a t- short time period yeah. that we attended the patient, yeah. Um, you know, I think we got a ROSC yeah. technically, but he was yeah. brain yeah. dead essentially. So there was no positive outcome for him. But in the end, it ended up being he ended up being an organ donor, which I yeah. think was really yeah. positive. Wow. Yeah. And so now my my yeah my idea on that has changed somewhat. If you can establish an airway, if you can put on a Lucas, if you can um, if extricate you know somewhat safely, you know for yourself and your and your crew then why not make make movement towards a hospital and that's mm. obviously not for your 98 year old yeah you know per, per patient who's i don't know mm. i was going to say it's interesting though because i know not every state does cpr in the car on the way to hospital yeah, yeah right so okay. so yeah i have kind of worked and studied really? within so two hang different on. states. So some people don't actually do any compressions on no. route. So um, yeah, wow. when I So then when you I would have studying, to stay and play. Because yeah. You, yeah. Okay. yeah. When I was yeah. studying, the state where I studied, you weren't allowed to – you just didn't do CPR in the car. Yeah. That wasn't how it was done. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because it's un- I mean, well, well it is a, unsafe, it's unsafe, it? yeah. and well, B, you're not you're, you're not doing it effectively. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, standing up in some of the tight spaces that we have. Mm. Yeah, mm. So yeah. I think an automated device is going to be game changer there. Yeah, mm. yeah. Cool. I agree. All right. Well, um, look, on to the next quick topic, guys. Mm. Mm. If you could invent one piece of equipment that could either help with your practice, whether it be diagnosis, treatment, or even extrication transport, what would it be? So just because mine will follow on from the last up, this is very morbid, but I was thinking oh, about this. Sorry, classic A body me, bag morbid. that no. smell. <laughs> <laughs> A no. body bag that levitates its way to the morgue. 
Um, no, I was thinking it would be helpful if you had some kind of diagnostic tool that would tell you how long someone has been dead for. Oh, yeah. Oh. As in, so like for example. down for or yeah, dead for? Well, because I feel like that would really help forensic down, police. <laughs> Maybe not so much. Down in a dead way, not like unconscious, but yeah. for, like for example, you get called to the 1A yeah. um, or the cardiac arrest or whatever and and the family's standing there and they're not doing any CPR and mm. but they've just found them and you don't really know how long they've been there. Like, yeah. I'm just thinking of an arrest that I did where he was a younger man. He was he was 39, I think, and he was warm. So we worked on him, but yep. he'd been down for up to three hours. In the electric mm. blanket. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, he was under the table. Oh, but, oh, okay. um, you know, someone like that where you go, uh, we're doing it because we should and this is our practice and yep. this is how we do it. And yep. But he, it was an asystolic arrest. Yeah. It went for 30 minutes and there yep. was no positive outcome. Yeah. So I wonder if that would change mm. your practice in terms of going this this person has been down for an hour with no cpr yeah. there is no chance of a of a positive outcome here yeah. you know would it change how we do things mm. yeah true mm. that's a good one mm. thanks are we one. are we discussing this or is this just jen putting it out there yeah. I think and then jen all of you really applauding um, me yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well done jen thank yeah. you thank that's you a really good idea uh mine's very self-serving yeah good um because <laughs> i once upon a time had this lovely patient get in the back of my ambulance and sat and request to go to a hospital interstate <laughs> Um, because wow. a, because they had a machine there that we could <gasps> scan for pain, and oh, wow. um, was it, it was it at like some Isn't sort that of well, okay. yeah, that is yeah. just fundamentally right. flawed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Indeed. she said, "I'd like to go to this hospital because it's there's a machine there that scans for pain, which I had never heard of, and it doesn't exist, <laughs> by the way. But I think it would be some beneficial. Wouldn't it be beneficial if you could just put someone through like a CT scanner thing, and mm. then a oh, bit like." like it lights up with where their pain is, and it's not. It therefore isn't <laughs> not a like, subjective. Uh, these guys, an it's, objective measure, an objective yeah. measurement of pain, and we not because I don't believe my patients. Well, sounds like it. Well, <laughs> you know, but you go to that person. Oh yeah, no, it's nine out yeah. of ten. Yeah, it's oh, nine out of ten. Absolutely. Yeah, and they're sitting sure? there on you their sure? phone. Are you sure it's not? And and so you okay? No, let's prove it. Bang them through the scanner. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. It's not, mate. It's or one out of ten. Or, or and yes, it is not. The, out of 10. Self, the <laughs> other self-serving thing with this machine going to make me a lot of money. Yeah, uh, <laughs> going to make wow. me a lot of money. Do you know what? I'm just thinking of people with pain. I distinctly remember a patient I went to who's like, "I've got ten out of ten pain. It's actually it's so bad. It's twenty out of 20. I'm like, "That's the same. <laughs> Still ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Clever though. Did, anyway. he get, did he get an extra? No, no. absolutely not. <laughs> Carl, uh, look, mine is. Something that could be quite easily done, I think. So Ooh, you know, you have a market a, for it. Well, well, you know, you you walk your patients onto the chair, they sit inside the ambulance, or they lie on the stretcher. Mm-hmm. Could we invent a little flap that you can just open it up underneath them? So if they need to go to the toilet, they <laughs> oh, just go straight yeah, through onto the road. Like rather, an air, like an airplane. Yeah. Yes, rather than on our seats. Do you think with okay? So just let's let's think or about using our bottles. Like how? No, let's think it to about use a bottle in the moving ambulance and the. Let's think about how good everywhere. people are at hitting the toilet <laughs> with their business mm. in a public it's restaurant. It's going to be like, no, one of those vacuum ones like in the airplane. Like, mm. I'm just thinking like people are bad at it in general when they're not sick mm, true. And, they're, and they're stationary, not in a moving vehicle. Do you think they're going to hit that little flap? Or no, like, but you just you like you've got a little crank lever. Yes, yes. And just you just next to your seat. crank yeah. it open, exactly. and somehow oh. the, the flap opens. Yeah. Their bottoms like I feel as though we're gonna you get a bit of a cool rush coming up from, I, the, I, from the road. You know what I think is going to happen there? I think people will fall through it. 
Well, that's kind of the hope. <laughs> but um, if not that, a vomit bag that when you vomit into Suction it. Suction cups to their bum. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. I know, Jen. I, I thought we were still on the last topic. <laughs> anyway, continue. A vomit bag where they vomit into it and it's got like some crystals down the yeah, bottom that right. absorbs it all and it doesn't smell. Yeah. Okay. That's, the one thing that's that, actually really practical yeah, and yeah. quite clever. Mm. I think that could be done. Surely that, that exists. Done. Maybe we could just put some like bath salts in there <laughs> or something. I think yeah. there's Pre-stop a couple of patients that would take advantage of that. Yeah. I think that uh, like in space, surely they have ways oh, yeah. that they would do that kind of thing. Because they can't, where are they going to put their waste? Like don't they pee into bags and then it like turns oh, into yeah. a solid form and then they can pack it away, freeze dry it? I don't know. We could ask the uh, Just call listeners. NASA. I'm sure they'd be happy to yeah. well, Don't we questions. have someone listening from the ISS? Oh. <laughs> well, yes, we do. Perhaps. Maybe I don't know per- if they're back on land maybe yet that though. Per- maybe that person could... I'm, I'm sure we could Google it though too. But yes, I, no, I, I agree with that. All right, good. all right, well, look, that's all we've got time for in the debrief today. Uh, coming up next is the Clinical Corner and your station shout-out today is coming to you all the way from Orange. Hi, Rambling Ambos. I'm Jerry. I'm from the rural central west, about three and a half hours from my capital city. We have a fleet of about nine Mercedes Sprinter ambulances, a Land Cruiser troop carrier with a 302 stretcher and a Hyundai People Mover. The best thing about where I am is the variety of jobs that we have. We have quite a diverse demography in the town, so we see injuries and illnesses from those who come from wealth and those who don't. Similarly, we get to see the complex medical and trauma jobs associated with a dense population, but also rural and remote patients too. This includes high-speed crashes, farming incidents and industrial accidents. The strangest job I've been to would have to be when I was called to a seizure patient where Upon assessment, we concluded that the patient was having a pseudo-seizure. I was able to whisper in the patient's ear that we weren't going to carry him while he was having a seizure, so what he did is he got up, still shaking, still convulsing, and was like jelly walking over to the stretcher, sat on the stretcher where he continued his seizure, uh, which later stopped after removing him from the scene. My favourite driving song would have to be Keep On Moving by Five or Another Stupid Love Song by Emil. Okay, well, look, if you work somewhere interesting or funky or you just want to give a station shout-out, uh, answer the five questions in 50 seconds. Send it in to us via email, ramblingambos at gmail.com, and you could be on the next episode. But it's time for the clinical corner and a case conundrum today. Lee, what have you got for us? All right, so I've just got a little bit of a case here that we attended probably two or three months ago mm. and I want your opinion on what you think this might be. Mm. All right, so you've got mm. a you've called to a 42-year-old male mm-hmm. in his workplace. Um, Construction who, site or office? No, it's an office-style office, office yep. workplace, yeah. Um, who it comes down as, as unconscious but breathing. Okay. Okay, so yeah. Yep. So, so high priority. Yeah, yeah, high yep. priority. Cool. Mm. By the time you get there, um, he's ne- he's presenting with like an altered level of consciousness, not a GCS3. Mm. Perhaps let's say he's like sitting up um, but really vague, yeah. not answering any questions, eyes open. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the story was that he was found um, staring and, and unresponsive in his chair uh, and he was taken to like a common place where the ambulance was called yeah. and he's just been like that ever since. So sitting up. Yeah, yeah. First like, impressions? 
Yeah, first impressions. What are you thinking? Like, where's your mind going? You 42. Classic AEIOU tips. But yeah. just interesting that you say sitting, staring, and then now mm. it's vague. My first impression is like a seizure cool. and a postictal state. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yours? Ooh. Um. <laughs> Can't take mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn it. Ah, oh, look, I mean, it could be anything uh, neurological, I guess. Maybe a bleed or, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Absolutely, I think little, we, we were we were aneurysm. thinking along the same lines. So, um, we we did some uh, our primary survey. All right, so yeah. I'll tell you what we found in our primary survey: um, blood pressure, mm. one ninety or ninety five. Mm. Supports a yeah. So lead heart, scenario: heart rate of one hundred and five, normal mm. sinus oh, rhythm. That can support postictalness yeah. too, Jen. Saturations of ninety four percent on room air. Temperature thirty eight point five. Oh. And a BSL of five point nine. Um, eyes pearl Temp. Mm. and no yeah. like eyes eyes pearl, not fixed, not deviated, no no nystagmus, yeah. nothing like that. And you yeah. said his GCS is sort of like eyes four, but verbal what? Verbal three? one, one. Okay, yeah. oh, okay. eyes four, like verbal one. Sales. Yeah, and not no, obeying nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> thank you, Jen. Not obeying any commands, but yeah. sitting up and yeah. and like you know. Normal movement yeah. of his limbs and arms. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's about it for your presentation mm. at this mm. point. Okay. So does that change your initial impression? Well, I mean, you go first, please. Ah, well, look, if he's still sitting on the chair, if it was a seizure and he's postictal, then probably want to just get a quick little line in him so we have yep. access. Mm. Um, even his sats, you know, for someone who's 40. They're a bit What's low. What's rests? Oh, rests were, rests were about, yeah, 12 to 14. Yeah, yeah okay. so pretty normal. My thinking thing is that now that you've said a high blood pressure, is, is it a stroke-like mm. event? Um, and is the temp just a red herring? Yeah. Or is it is it critical to yeah. the diagnosis? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. sometimes okay. you can have these like multiple Do you things have, going um, on. Uh, People who have seizures where their temperature goes up because of the seizure. Well, definitely, yeah, yeah. If you like, could, yeah, because you're you find using all your muscles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've but never it's, seen it though. No. It's usually it's quite short-lived. Yeah, yeah, a bit like at working out, and and it would normally also be controlled by the mm. body's normal mechanisms. And mm. 385 is not like a low grade. Like that's a reasonable. Yeah, fever. it is. Yeah, yeah. So, so you'd think you'd be running that slightly for a while. tacky. Mm. Well, I mean, well, actually, this person meets sepsis criteria. They've got an altered conscious state. They've got. Mm. Um, well, uh, the blood pressure is really, yeah, blood yeah. really good. and then so so heart just rate's not really out of the flow. yeah. So it's all sort of doesn't really make okay. a lot of sense to us. Yeah. Our, our treatment was airways Sugar's good, fine, airways yeah. good. Yeah. Left it breathing. We we banged on some nasal cannulas just to yeah. increase his um his sats That's because kind of yeah, it. it was kind of us. Yeah, <laughs> um, we threw a line in. Um, actually, sorry. While we were trying to back throw up. a line in, mm-hmm. let's back it up a little bit. Was he nauseous? Oh, uh, he wasn't. He say. wasn't nauseous. Um, he well, he hadn't vomited. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were about to put a line in, and we actually were halfway through that process when he started to become really agitated, right. like plus, plus, plus. So quite a quick onset, agitated, and trying to get up, trying to leave the room, trying yeah. to throw us off. Not physically violent, just yeah. really agitated. Has any? Have you been able to speak to anyone that works with him? Yeah, they mentioned that he was found unresponsive in his chair, yeah, staring. But that's that it. morning seemed his normal self. Yeah, didn't yeah. go off for a long bathroom break. No, no, it's true. Or is it some kind of like meningeal irritation or some? Yeah, 
yeah, so we did sort of look for so rash. We did look uh, ask him if he's got any pain, like some nuchal rigidity or anything like that. And there was no, but he's, he's, he's not un- responding. He wasn't really responding. Yeah. No. So he became really agitated. What would be your first line agent to, uh, well, what would be your process of trying to control control his agitation? We talked about this the other yeah, day. Yeah. But, but so this actually is funny because yeah. I had a patient the other day that I should have done this is yeah. I probably would sedate that patient mm. to then manage them. Yes. Because mm. I had a patient that I cannulated but then kept trying to rip his cannula right. out. Not really that consciously. Yeah. And I, in hindsight, again, I wish I'd Would have been nice sedated to have him. sedated. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So what do you think? Would you go Draperidol? Would you go Midazolam? Um, would you yeah, go I'd, Ketamine? I'd go... Ooh. I mean... Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Draperidol. Yeah. yeah, it's very harmless. Yeah, drug. we and we not did. Violent. Yeah, no. no, we did start with Draperidol. So gave some IMI with Draperidol, and in hindsight, would have happily gone Midazolam as well because mm. of that. What you were saying, Jen, where you think like staring. Mm. Um, Do you think it's a big step to go to ketamine in that situation? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to. No, ketamine's would, very safe, but he's. I know, but would you want to render him unconscious? Yeah, that's or that, that was do you the still thinking. want to kind of assess that was the thinking. If you know, if you can manage this patient with a lesser agent, it's probably yeah. going to be better. Slow yeah. him down as opposed to knock him out. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that was our thinking. But like I said, you could go midazolam because there is a there is some sort of indication that this may have been seizure activity. So yeah, okay. why not give yeah. some anti anti convulsant? Um can I ask a question? Yeah. Was were they was he incontinent? He was not incontinent. No, no. Good Um, question though. Quick question. Sorry about ketamine because I'm not super familiar with ketamine. If his blood pressure is 195, is that a consideration for you giving ketamine? Only a brief consideration. There is a transient hypertensive sort of effect of of ketamine. But And yeah, if you're really, really worried about like a bleeding head injury, you might, yeah, you might sort of think, oh, is this a good idea? But um, not a contraindication, just a consideration. Yeah. Yeah. Was he, um, were you able to kind of like redirect him when he became agitated or just completely? No, he was really, and I was physically restraining him until the draperidol worked right okay um and i was using a lot and with an and then with another crew we're yep. using a lot of physical mm. energy to try and restrain mm. this guy so um we finally get a little bit more information yeah cool. he from from his wife who's now on the phone he has uh is on antidepressants which is a monoamine uh, inhibitor, uh, oxidase inhibitor. So an M A O I. Yeah, they're not a very, they're not I a very. I think that Carl's, that's Carl's way of saying uh, no <laughs> uh, idea. Yeah. Next. yeah. Uh, they don't yet use that often anymore. Oh yeah, they were used a lot back in the day. Back right? in the but day, nowadays, yeah. yeah but this guy's, so this guy's on <laughs> one, and uh, okay. so so what what it does is it inhibits the reuptake of serotonin, dopamine, and. Uh, in, in the brain, okay? okay. So it, it works like a normal antidepressant does. Right. Um, and they it blocks the monoamine oxidase, which breaks down those things, okay? Mm. Does that change anything within your oh, I don't realm? I think so, to be honest. Yeah. Like, think, uh, what would you do? You get top... Is he having a... Um, Toxicity to like a serotonin storm. Okay, or something. yeah, yeah. Oh, because yeah. he's febrile, yeah. he's tacky. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the hang on, reason I, did, I asked a bit earlier, a bit of yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It could be something like squidgy, having squidgy. too yeah. many of the M. What is it? M A O I. M A O I. Yep. Too many of those, yeah. or or something like ah, oh, I don't know, cocaine or something, because yeah, yeah. it would Something's have that mass dopamine him. release, yeah. and then you can't 
reuptake, reuptake it. it. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that sort of changes your, your thinking, doesn't mm. it? So if you were presented with a case like this and you had really no idea what the medication was, what would be your first thing that you would do when you get a free hand that's not gloved and gross with bodily fluids on it? Oh, um, I'd check the medication. Yeah, Google it, right? Yeah, oh, I do that all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I was like, like, wait, where are we I going with I this? I don't think I really there's anything. Wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with googling a medication if you don't know it. So oh. what I like, I didn't know the medication. Pretty embarrassing though. Got go- <laughs> <laughs> oh, you asked the probe you to do it. <laughs> yeah. Got Google oh, yeah. out. You'll learn something here. Go. Uh, yeah. Read your <laughs> textbook. Um, I googled it and. Yeah. Lo and behold, it's it uh, it came up with quite a lot of information on this uh, this thing called tyramine. Has anyone have you guys heard of tyramine? Never. All right. no. So tyramine is an amino acid that helps regulate blood pressure. It occurs naturally in the body, and it's found in certain foods as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So medications like this they block monoamine oxidase, and that is an enzyme that breaks down excess tyramine in the body. So you've blocked, oh. you've blocked, you've blocked that uh, the MAO. Sounds really bad. You've yeah. blocked that. Now yeah. you can't break down tyramine, and there are which certain f- which which controls which blood controls pressure. blood pressure, yeah. and that it can be found in lo- large quantities in certain food groups. Which oh. ones? Tell well, me. <gasps> what what did he have for lunch? So mm. what he had had for lunch was a big anti-pasto platter. Oh. I love anti pasta. What's that <laughs> stupid ad? That's what comes to mind. No, no um, idea. Andy pasta. <laughs> oh, hang on. Is anyway, that your Italian? Good segue. Yeah. Sorry, guys. So he's Bye. had lots of strong and aged cheeses. He's had lots of cured meats, processed meats, pickled and fermented foods. Oh. There's sauces and there's dried and overripe fruits. There's and there's a, few, a bit of alcoholic beverage in there as well at yeah. lunch. All these things are really high in tyramine, which his body is now currently blocking. How long has he been on this antidepressant? Not a huge amount of time, yeah, about okay. a month. Yeah, mm. and it might. So that that's the, when his wife called us and said he started this medication. Some in the pretty last good month. investigative work, there. Mm. right? Um, she did mention something about that there were specific foods that he wasn't allowed to eat, but he's not good. Oh, wow, he's not good at following he's a bit doctors' naughty, orders. Isn't he? mm. Yeah, he's a forty-two-year-old bloke. Mm. Okay, when those well, kind of patients around, are I'll have a bit not of good. <laughs> And so does that change your thinking at all? Yeah. Well, I feel I like... I think we're going down this path now, yeah, it looks like. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. So I feel like you can... Well, so, so there's no other known... He hasn't overdosed on his medications or anything No, like she, she says that, no, he hasn't overdosed. Mm. Um, he's, not, he's not known to have epilepsy. Mm. Um, he's not... Uh, you know, he's not been he's not known to be a drug user. Mm. Okay. So this this is all we've really but got to go so, on. So so you've got this, so just from what you presented, the, the tyramine mm-hmm. um regulates your blood pressure. Mm-hmm. So that can explain the hypertension. Yep. But what about the fever, the agitation so and the tachycardia? With extreme hypertension and this tyramine sort of blocking can de- can develop further into um, severe headache, nausea and vomiting, sweating and severe anxiety, seizures, nosebleeds, fast mm. heart. Yeah, so wow. there's a lot of things yeah. complications. That, that can that it can progress too. How interesting. Yeah. But then yeah. what's your mainstay treatment? Yeah. Just well, yeah. Airway. What would you well, do? Yeah. Sedation, manage them safely. So the where we got to at the end of this is we think that he's – 
on this medication for for a period of time. Yeah. He's had these foods that are really high in tyramine. He hasn't been able to break that down. He's had an increased Did level of blood pressure. Did you figure this all out on scene? And a little bit after we we dropped after off as well. After you did the job, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, what we that's the point we kind of point we kind of got to that he's had perhaps like a, a yeah, absence so seizure, and not mm. necessarily tonic clonic, but like yeah. an absence, and then he's become really agitated because he's having he's just over exerting himself and he's maybe a bit hypoxic from yeah. his seizure activity, blah, blah, blah. We treated it as a normal postictal kind yeah. of hypertensive patient yeah. and that's all we can really yeah. do. Yeah. Well, there's nothing to reverse it, is Yeah, there? we did progress to midazolam after the droperidol because he was so agitated and that may have just slowed things down enough for us to get him to hospital. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how did he, did you manage to follow up? Yeah, so we followed up and it was it was that. Wow. It was a there tyramine over, uh, overdose essentially. He was intubated at, at hospital and he was put he was he was everything was slowed down and it takes a bit of time for the body to yeah. process that mm. tyramine when it doesn't have the ability to break it down mm. and i'm sure that there were other medications that they gave yeah. to, to do wow. this as well yeah. but yeah a really interesting like you get there it's a it sounds n- like a house job to be honest oh, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 sounds like something from a movie house yeah. the tv yeah. show yeah, yeah. 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 Following. but we uh you just sort of arrive to an unconscious person or mm. a less altered level of consciousness where you think it might be yeah. something quite vague like a i don't know like oh. a hypoglycemic and all of a sudden you're diving down this rabbit hole of amino acids i yeah. love those <laughs> antidepressants oh, and yeah yeah, some do, some don't. How in, no, I love that so much. I mean, it's my great that you're able to yeah put all that together and mm. get an understanding. I think the Crazy. I think the takeaway point is get your probie to Google the yeah. medication. <laughs> do you know I what? I love when board. patients just look at you and they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm taking da 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 da," and you're like. Yes. I straight up, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Oh, really? And they're Panadol. like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do that, but just secretly with a phone no, underneath, being oh. like, Google, Google, Google. Yeah. Nice. Oh, so you do have this sort of condition. Oh, uh, yeah, anyway. no. I straight away am like, no idea. Tell me what that is. I'll just mm. be upfront. It depends who it is. If it's like a Joe Bloggs, I'll be like, oh, yeah, what is it? But if it's someone who looks a bit important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, interesting. Yes, uh, yeah. Okay. Look, um, I'll just, uh, oh, hang on. I've just got an error message. Google, Google, Google. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Oh, well, look, Lee, mate, that's a great one. Thank yeah, you. Good. Really I'm appreciate you that. appreciate it. No, no worries. Um, all right. Well, guys, that's pretty much uh, the end of the show now, I guess. Um, so thanks so much for coming on, uh, no Jen and Lee. Pleasure. So and uh, we're back to the driving song. What we're going to do, I think we're going to re um, go over, mm. go to each of us again yeah. mm-hmm. to come up with their driving songs, but it has to be from this year. Oh, so, so you're not allowed 20, to go 2020, back. 2020, the yeah. worst year of history. Yeah. yeah. You're not allowed oh, to go back gee. in time, but you're allowed to do remixes as well. That's um, not even released. So, oh, I don't even know. Um, but look, before we get to any of that though, guys, just remember um, at home um, to hit subscribe or follow on the podcast so you don't miss out on any episodes coming up because Facebook's being extremely difficult with their algorithms to, to get out to you all. So, um Make sure you hit follow. Yep, good. Thanks, Lee, for doing that now for us. Appreciate that. And Jen? Followed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, end of the episode. So, guys, my song today um, mm-hmm. is a remix from Flume. Mm, which Ooh, one? Oh, I love Flume. Blue. By Vera... Wait, Blue. No. Like yeah. Blue, Dubba, Dia, Dubba, Die? Well, you know what? I only just found out that's what the lyrics are. Yeah, right. I always thought, literally until yesterday, thought that it was... 
I'm blue if I was green, I oh, would die. Oh, you're that if kid. I was yep. green, I so would gullible. Die. If I was yep. green, I would <laughs> what do you mean gullible? It's just what I heard. Yeah. Mm, no? Listen closely. Uh, yeah. That doesn't yeah, sound just, like well, that. maybe. Uh, anyway. Yeah. You wouldn't mm. have been born when that song came out, though, oh, would thank you? Thank you. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Good song choice. I like Great it. Great song. Thank you. Oh, good. All right. Well, guys, uh, that's all we've got time for. Jen, thank you. Thank you. Lee, great to see you again. Pleasure. Thank you. And uh, guys, until next time, stay safe and goodbye. I'm blue, I'm blue.